If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, everything, Medicare Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle, wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today. Thank you so much for taking the time. And folks, this is episode 242 of the Everything Medicare Podcast. My name is Christian Brindle. I'm your host. Every single week, my company and I bring you a podcast episode on Mondays where we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security. And everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. And folks, today we're going to be talking about the potential of the Medicare age being lowered down from 65 years old currently down to 60. I'm not going to talk to you about bills that are potentially in the works. I'm not going to talk to you about any of that stuff. What I am going to talk to you about is, in my opinion, the likelihood of it happening and what it means for people on Medicare and also for people that would become newly eligible for Medicare in turn. Let me start with this, folks. Medicare started in the 60s. And when Medicare started originally, I've talked about this on the show before, but I'm, I don't mind going back and reiterating it. When Medicare started prior Health insurance for seniors was incredibly limited at that point in time. Insurance companies could ask health questions. They, they were able to even not provide coverage to people over a certain age. And you got to keep this in mind as well. Back in that time period in the 60s, the mortality rate for people was incredibly low in comparison to today. People are living longer today. People are um, seeing advancements in technology and medical um, Medical studies have come a long way in terms of being able to cure certain things and people's mortality rates have gone up. You got to think of it like this. For people in the 1960s, particularly politicians in the government that essentially put Medicare into motion, you have to understand that they, they really had no way of looking 60 odd years into the future, maybe 55 to 60 years into the future to see what our world would be like today. It would be like asking our government and our scientists and the politicians that put these bills into motion, what are things going to be like 60 years from today or in 2021 as I explain this to you? That would be like looking at 2081 to put that into perspective. A lot has changed. Um... Fads have changed, style has changed, both of which several times. 
what's popular, what's mainstream politically, what's changed in our world. Technology is dramatically different. We live in a completely different world today than we did when Medicare first came onto the scene. Now, why do I bring this up? Because you have to understand what Medicare was originally designed to do when it was passed in the 60s. Same goes for Social Security, by the way. They're actually put into motion at the same time. The idea for Social Security was not for people to live off of it, although there's a huge portion of people that are drawing off of Social Security in our country that live off of their Social Security each and every month. That's their source of income. And they live month to month on their Social Security. That wasn't the original intention, though. The original intention of Social Security was designed to where people could pay into it, just like it works today, but it was designed to be more of just a cushion to supplement your retirement. Also, for a much smaller pool of people. Think about how little the population was at that point in time in in, in our history compared to what it is now. Obviously, the population has grown by leaps and bounds. Medicare being the same thing. Medicare was designed so that way people of age 65 years and older would have the option of getting decent health care because at that point in time, they just didn't have it available. Of course, medical bills, medical costs have gone up dramatically since then. And we have to look at all of this. So the Medicare system as is, talked about this before, the Medicare system as is operates in the red consistently as does many other portions of our government in terms of debt. It doesn't help that we printed 33% of the available money in our country in 2020 for stimulus checks. You heard me right. 33% of all the money that's circulating in our economy right now was printed last year. So what does that do? Well, it dramatically increases inflation. It dramatically um, causes the, the economy. It, it does some good things for the economy, but it does some bad things for the economy as well. And truth be told, folks, I'm not an economist, nor do I pretend to be. But some of this stuff is just common sense. We live in a supply and demand world. The more of something exists, the less valuable it becomes. Answer me this. If there is a, a really popular sports car in circulation, and that sports car has 100 copies made ever, and then there's another sports car where there's 10 million copies of that car made ever, which one's going to be more valuable? Which one's going to be more expensive? Which one's going to be more sought after? Probably the one with limited supply because there's just that, limited supply, whereas the car copy that has millions upon millions of um, models in circulation, it's almost like they're a dime a dozen. You can find them anywhere, right? And same goes for our currency. Now, our currency dating back to when they, they took us off of the gold standard, meaning that they took us off of the gold standard, meaning that there's no precious metal that backs up our currency. You can almost even look at it like funny money, monopoly money. I tell you all this 
because we have to think about this in terms of the impact of lowering the Medicare age to 60. So what does it do? Let's start off there. Well, what it does right off the bat is it increases the amount of people that come in to the fray dramatically by millions of people. People that are age 60 to 64 automatically flood into the Medicare pool, which already operates at the red from age 65 and up. Now, does that better or worsen that problem? The answer is pretty obvious. It worsens the problem because it, it increases the load that Medicare has on their shoulders. Now, I've heard the argument from certain people that, well, what does it matter? We're in debt anyway. We'll never pay it off. Um, they can just print more money. It doesn't matter. At some point when you build a house of cards, it's got to collapse upon itself. It's only so high that house of cards can get when there's no base, there's no structure. Now, is it sustainable short-term? Probably so, yeah. I mean, they've been able to manage a lot of things in our federal government for a very, very long time operating in debt. And we live in a different world, too. Great businesses use debt in, in, in the tune of billions, if not tens, if not even hundreds of billions of dollars, some of the largest companies in the world with probably the full intention of just pay, making their minimum payments and paying as little off of the debt as possible. Like, we live in a different world. In the business world, they call it leverage. And the country has very much bought into that concept of leverage. So we live in a different world than we did in the 1960s, the 1970s, even the 1980s. Many of you probably know, you used to be able to put your money in the bank and earn 10% interest. Now you can, you'd be lucky to earn 1%. I'm telling you all this because if the Medicare age gets lowered to 60, it increases the burden on Medicare shoulders. Now, good or bad, it's not for me to say. This is what I would expect it to look like if it was to happen. I do not believe that they would give these people options to pick up Medicare supplement plans um, that's just my first reaction. I could be wrong about that. I haven't done any research to kind of back up that theory. The reason why I take that stance is because currently there is ways that people on Medicare can get Medicare under the age of 65. They have to be on Medicare disability is what they call it. To get Medicare disability, you have to be on Social Security disability for 24 months consecutively. On the 24th month, you're placed onto Medicare disability. And that could be at any age. Someone in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And in a lot of places in the country, those people that are placed on Medicare disability have no options whatsoever of picking up a Medigap or Medicare supplement plan, which we've talked about in this platform in length. They can pick up Medicare Advantage plans or they can pick up Part D prescription drug plans. They do not have the option of picking up a Medicare supplement in a lot of places. Some states do allow it, but typically in the states that allow it, the premium is a lot of times substantially greater. There are some exceptions to that. It's not a blanket statement, but that is mostly how it goes. And I would be curious to see if it would work that way as well with the Medicare eligibility age dropping down to 60. These are the questions that I have. Also, if Medicare, the Medicare system right now can be looked at as a house of cards, whether that's accurate or inaccurate, but you have to assume a program of that magnitude with that many people depending on it month after month after month financially. 
and it's already operating in the red, you have to imagine that adding more burden, increasing the spending by more, escalates the problem. If Medicare were to end, not saying it will or won't, but if Medicare were to end, I would expect something like this to increase that process, to make it happen sooner rather than later. However, on the flip side, when you have that many people depending on Medicare, it's kind of hard for them to let it fail. They have to find a way to keep it going because there's so many people relying on it. The politician that goes in and takes Medicare away is going to get crucified. No matter what your political ideology is, whether you swing left, right, in the middle, independent, doesn't really matter. I think that's a pretty accurate statement. And so, now here's the flip side of this, folks. I have heard that this is essentially a way to move us into socialized healthcare. I've heard from some pretty smart people. They gradually lower the eligibility age down and down and down until autom- they, they slowly but surely transform the Medicare program into a socialized one-payer system healthcare system. Because if they were to do such a dramatic change, it's probably not something they could just do by snapping their fingers. Probably collapse the economy. They'd probably have to do it in surges, in bunches, step by step, bit by bit. And there's a lot of unknowns, point blank. Do I think that this eligibility age to 60 will happen? Folks, I don't know anything for sure. But I'd be willing to bet that it will. I'd be willing to bet that it will, mainly due to the fact that our current sitting president, it was a big part of his campaign. Lowering the eligibility age to 60 was a big part of his campaign. And they're actively pushing it in the government as we speak. So it's hard to tell. I think that it's likely to happen. Now, the the biggest and best and baddest question that we need to answer on this platform today is how does it impact you? How does it impact you, the consumer, you, the individual on Medicare? Well, in my opinion, I believe it impacts you like this. I think that it really, in the short term, you'd see little to no impact. For anybody that's 65 and older, all it would do on a short-term basis is it would allow people at a younger age to age in. What it would help people with is people that are turning 65, their spouse is 62, their spouse can't afford a marketplace plan or an Obamacare plan, or as I like to call it, the Unaffordable Care Act plan if you don't qualify for a subsidy. So that person feels like they have to keep working just to keep their benefits, to cover themselves and their wives. Because remember, you can postpone Medicare as long as you're working and you have coverage through that employer. So for those people, it would be a, a godsend. Because then both people husband and wife, in that situation, would be able to get on Medicare. And we see that situation all the time, I'll have you. It's a common occurrence. I think at this point, folks, um, we have more questions than answers. But if you pay attention to the news, which I'm trying to get out, I'm trying not to talk about it too much in terms of the news or get into anything politically. But if you pay attention to the news, you probably have seen this as a potential um, domino that could be falling. I think it could be good for the people that are age 60 to 64 because the 
type of healthcare they can qualify for would instantly be better in most cases. People could retire younger because they don't really have as much of a need for health insurance because Medicare is a great option for a lot of people. But my biggest concern is when something's built on a house of cards and you put um and and you and you put an anvil at the very top of the house of cards, it's probably going to cause it to collapse in and of, in and of itself much quicker than without the anvil. And I look at this as an anvil. That's my biggest concern, folks. Can the government just print money? Yes. But isn't that just part of the deeper problem that we're facing? Doesn't that make the problem worse? For any of you that have been parents, when your kid tells a lie and they just keep telling more lies, you have to teach them that they get in more and more trouble the more lies they tell. You can't get out of a lie by telling a lie. You can't get out of debt by getting into more debt. And that's the way that I would look at this, folks. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'll keep you updated on on kind of how things start to develop as we get closer and closer and as this situation develops. But it's something we have to pay attention to. Anyway, folks, I really appreciate you um, taking some time listening to the show today. If you need help with your Medicare plan, maybe you're aging in, maybe you're turning 65, my company, Christian Bruno Insurance Services, partners with all of the biggest insurance companies available in the industry today. We are licensed in 38 states. There's a list of those states down in the description of the YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube. Or if you're watching on the podcast version, um, the audio version, those states can be also listed in the show notes in the description of this video and and this podcast episode, excuse me. Um, Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. And folks, I appreciate you listening. We're going to have a monster episode for you next week, so you're not going to want to miss it. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. And take care, folks. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.